You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. Happy to talk to you today. We're the Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Los Angeles. I'm a writer and producer. And today I'm all alone in the studio, but I have my sister, Julie. Don't Not I. only your sister, I'm your big sister. This is, I'm your big sister, Julie <laughs> Dolan. And I'm in the big D, that would be Dallas, Texas, in kind of a cramped uh, closet. I'm an empty nester. I'm an urban nana. I have five grandchildren that I'm very busy with. And Leanne, there's an extra air of excitement, a little electricity in the air, I should say, because our power company happens to be trimming all the trees on our street. And everybody knows what that means. They're going to be doing some hacking. But they also said they might turn the power off. Okay. So I think we're going to have to talk fast, Leon, uh, okay. to make sure. No, they assured me they were not going to turn the power off, which made me worry that indeed they were going to turn the power off. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, nothing is more relaxing than the sound of tree trimmers all day long. I find <laughs> yes. as someone that works at home, boy, I get a lot done when the tree trimmers are out, which seems to be almost every day in my neighborhood. So, yeah. uh, okay, Julie, so we, we'll try not to talk too fast because we have yep. an excellent show. First, though, so, you know, in a Satellite Sisters tradition that started with this show, I'd like to do a $4 shout out to my friend Kristen. It's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Kristen. <laughs> okay. Well, that's very nice. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Very nice. Happy you know, birthday, Kristen. Yeah. She's one of my college friends. She's the one that got me into the investment club. So uh, I've and, and uh, other people were texting around, but I'm like, I can do better. I can do a shout out on the podcast. So happy birthday, Kristen. Um also on the show this week, we are looking forward to welcoming actress, writer, performer, Georgiana Marie. Now, she has a new book out, Julie. It's called Improv for Writers. So uh-huh. that doesn't sound like it's going to make great radio, but I believe it is. I believe <laughs> I believe it is. Are we are we going to be doing improv exercises, Leon? We're going to do some, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. So All right. she, I mean, you may recognize her voice from cartoons and audiobooks, and oh. and she's been a performer and storyteller for many years. And this book really is a fantastic way just to spark creativity anywhere you need it. If you're brainstorming at work, if you're trying to come up with the next idea for the school fundraiser, we had a great question from our Facebook group that I'm looking forward to asking her about. I like exercises for high school kids who have to write those college essays. Oh, deadly college. My gosh. I know. So she's going to be coming into the studio and we may actually try out a little improv here. So are you game? I've never done improv. Have you? I I, th- I did, Leon. I had um, an acting career in high school. You might not have been aware of it, Leon. While you were busy, I don't know, flash dancing Teething. and doing whatever you were. Okay. I had quite the acting career going on there. I was in a number of plays okay. and musicals. Huh. So, yes, I'm familiar with the craft of improv. Yes. Okay. All right. It's fair to say it's been a few years, though. Is that fair to say? <laughs> Okay. Mm. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna start there, Leanne. Nope. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It has been a few years, Leanne. Okay. But it's like riding a bike. I'm sure I'm gonna remember how to do this. Fantastic. All right. We also want to mention where Liz Dolan is. You remember last yeah. week she put out the challenge. She laid out like four things. She was going to somewhere in the world she had never been to. 
It was on a on an airline she'd never flown on. It was next to a sea that she had never seen. And it was an event, you know, for a sporting that event. That might be on TV. Yes. Right. Right. So many of you guessed almost right away because that's how smart our listeners is. It took like 12 seconds. Like, is she going to Doha for the World Championships? Yes. <laughs> yes. She revealed within seconds of her big mystery. She is in Doha, Qatar for the World Track and Field Championships. We're going to let her tell you next week when she returns what she was doing there and what she's seen. All I can tell you, Julie, is I don't think she's sleeping a wink because I have been getting texts and photos from Liz for like 24 hours a day. I know. I know. I mean, (laughs) I'm trying to calculate what time it is when things come in. I was like, hmm. I know. But I mean, it must be very exciting to be there. I mean, it seems like just all kinds of records are being made, outstanding athletic performances. I mean, that's always inspiring to see. You know, yes. there's no doubt about it. Uh, we're all big sports fans, and uh, to be at an event like that is always thrilling. Right, even right. If it's, even if it's in the middle of the night. Even if right? it's in the middle of the night. And I think some of the events were held in the middle of the night. Yes. But we're going to let her tell, tell you yes. about that. Yes, but a special acknowledgement of Allison Felix yesterday. She became like the most decorated athlete and she has a 10 month old daughter Allison Felix and they won a gold medal in the in the mixed relay which was an event I had never even seen like two men and two women running fantastic yeah, that's, that's, the that's first a time, fun event so yeah. and then she carried her daughter around on the track just great so good for her and I'm sure Liz will have lots and lots of stories she is really up close and personal with all the athletes there so uh, it'll be fun to hear from her but Julie more athletics in the news yeah. right Well, can we start with pretty much breaking news coming from your home state of California, that California, really defying the NCAA, opened the way for college athletes yesterday. Uh, Governor Newsom just signed this bill that will allow athletes, college athletes, to hire agents to make money from endorsement deals with sneaker companies, with drinks, with car dealerships starting in 2023. And this is the first in the nation to have this happen. And Newsom said it would bring more fairness to big money athletics that, you know, he said, the governor said that universities are getting rich off the backs of struggling athletes. Um, And he said that other students with talents, you know, kids that are good in tech, that are, you know, designing apps or people who are good in literature or music, they can benefit from their talents while they're in college. So why can't athletes? And guess what, Lee? And you might not be surprised at this, but the NCAA was not so happy with (laughs) this plan. No, they were not so happy. Uh, They threatened to sue uh, sue the, the, uh, the state of California before they signed the bill, and they plan to sue now that the bill is signed. And at one point, they threatened, they said to the, uh, to the governor and to the bill supporters that if you sign this bill in, we are going to ban all California schools from participating in NCAA sports. But guess what, Leanne, as you probably know, and as you remind me a lot, mm-hmm. California has like the fifth largest economy in the world. Right. And it has some of the world's large, you know, large, I mean, in this country, some of the real powerhouse schools in athletics. Yes. So, uh, so the, so the governor and everybody who signed on for this bill figured out that 
yeah, you know, you know, we, we're we're going to stand up to the NCAA, and uh, we don't really think that they are going to ban all the schools in California from participating in schools. Right, right. So, uh, they're portraying this really as a matter of fairness and of civil rights, Leah. Uh, and so, uh, I think this is. I, you know, my, well, what do you think about this? Let me start with you. Well, you know, I'm a big believer in athletes' rights. So uh, I'm always going to side with the the right of the athlete to do what they want to do and make money and say what they want to say. So, and as, as someone who's been interested and has worked in sports for years and always paid attention to this, the hypocrisy in college athletics is just the worst. Like yeah. uh, college sports is a $14 billion business mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. athletes like can't even get a free lunch. Literally, it's just crazy that some of these coaches are making millions of dollars every year and the schools are making millions of dollars off of endorsement deals and selling shirts with the athlete's name on it or images of the athletes. And the athletes, you know, they can't even they can't even work at a summer camp to teach their sport if it's endorsed by a shoe brand. You know what I mean? If you're a college volleyball player now, the way the rules are written for the NCAA, it's so crazy and comprehensive. If you wanted to make a thousand bucks teaching volleyball at an Adidas sponsored volleyball camp, you cannot do that. No. That's and that's that's what I mean. They've they've backed themselves into this corner because they've made these rules on athletes so restrictive as we've seen college athletics become this giant business. So the schools don't have to pay the athletes. That's not what this bill is. This bill is saying like Hey, if you want to take some money from a local car dealership or an Instagram sponsorship because you're a college athlete that has a couple hundred thousand followers on Instagram, you can do that now. The college, you know, the NCAA can't toss you out. And I think that's important because it actually affects all the athletes from the famous Division One schools to the rules are just as restrictive for Division Three schools. I mean, exactly. And it's all sports, too. So it's not just the big money basketball and and football. It's also it's all sports. Right. And whatever, whatever it might be, you know, I mean, I remember when I was working at Nike, this is 30 years ago, we were trying to cast, you know, some college, some high school basketball players, middle school basketball players. We could not put them in a corporate video without jeopardizing their NCAA eligibility. You know, and, and that's, the, <laughs> like, you well, literally... I would say the other thing, Leanne, again, from a way back when, because when I was in grad school, I used to tutor uh, the football players at Penn State, some of the football players at Penn State. Those, those were full-time jobs. Yes. I said it 30 years ago. Yes. I, I can't believe that they can't earn money because right. it is a full-time job to be, you know, a Division One athlete at these schools. I mean, you you know, the, the requirements they have in terms of their time and what they're and the expectations on them are so high, they should be paid. So yeah. I do think it is time for this. Uh, I, uh, you know, I think there are going to be a lot of unintended consequences yes. of yes. this bill. Yes. Uh, and and uh, so I applaud California because you are a trailblazer in many ways on many topics. Um, but, you know, it's even thinking about like, well, what's that going to be like for the less ta- talented members right. of the team that are there? And, you know, and you've got one superstar on the team. Team, right? I don't, I don't know, or you know, or I know included in the bill was something a little odd to me that it said that, like, um, if your school has an endorsement, you know, some deal with, like, for example, Nike or Adidas, then you, as an individual student, can only go for a deal with Nike or Adidas. Yeah, you know, so it will be really like 
companies control. I I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work out. Yeah. Uh, but I do hope it, it. You know, it leads to greater fairness. I do hope it. 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 You know, it shows more respect for the athletes, right. for their families, and for the enormous sacrifice that they make. So. Right. And the NCAA has had a lot of power for a lot of years, and this kind of puts some of the power back into the athletes' hands, and I'm okay with that. You know, yeah. I'm. A, it's a big. It's a big money business, and the people doing the hard work don't get a dime. So yeah. I, I'm okay with this. So okay, excellent work, we'll Julie. Be watching Good that. work. Okay, okay. Oh, I have another story for you, Lynn. Okay. Totally different topic, okay. but it is October first, which mm. means it's fall. Okay. Oh, yeah. Are you excited? I, I I saw that you posted that you are decorating your house with fall foliage and fall creatures. I think right? it was time to put the squirrels up on the mantle. You know the the Edna Dolan bought these at TJ Maxx 10, 15 years ago. Squirrels. I dug them out of the basement. They're up on the mantle. Happy fall. Oh. Okay, Leon. Well, then I know you're going to want to participate in Real Simple Magazine's Your Fall Checklist. Oh. This is some of the best organization <laughs> tips for the fall. Okay. Okay. I'm just, I'm going to just say it right now. I don't want to do any of these, but here we go, Leon. <laughs> so here we go. Declutter your house and have a yard sale. Oh. No, no, forget that. Okay, how about this? Replace your summer appliances with fall ones. Okay, Leon, do what you is... have seasonal small appliances in your house? I, I mean, I guess if you were actively making margaritas or blender drinks, and now it would be time to, I don't know, get out the panini press. But I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't have seasonal I don't do appliances. that. No. Okay. Wow. Okay. But if you do, okay, do this. Okay. okay. Knock off your holiday shopping. Oh, no. 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 I like no, to do it at the terrible. holidays. Yeah, I like to do it I at the mean, holidays. I mean, have, we have talked about this on Satellite <laughs> Sisters. One holiday at a time. Okay. So are you going to get your holiday cards printed? Maybe just you and the little squirrel. Well, that would be a nice one, Leon. Those are the only two people in my house that care about holiday cards. I don't know. But I always think when November rolls around, boy, I should have done this in August. So Yeah, I know. It's it's less expensive if you do it now. And than, I sure you know. love getting them from people who have thought ahead. I'm just not in that camp. But okay. okay. All right. Okay. How about this? Try on all the clothes you'll wear this winter. Yeah. Well, that's, no. No. <laughs> you know, it depends on the year. Like this year, I, sure. I'll try them on. I'm looking pretty good. Last year, not so much. So <laughs> that, yeah, it's, that's it's not seasonal. Like in the 90s here. So yeah. the idea of putting on a wool sweater, I'm not doing that. Okay, that's so true. I'm not doing that. How about this? Nesting all of your seasonal handbags inside a larger bag and then placing that bag in a duffel bag. Do you have bags and bags and bags, Liam? We all do. You know, we all have bags and bags and bags now. Uh, that is one of those things that's a fantastic idea that I'll never do. Or <laughs> okay. I would nest them all in that duffel bag and then forget where I put the duffel bag and never be able to find my summer bags again. So, okay. no, I guess you're right. I'm not doing that either. Okay. Here, here are my last two, and these are ones that I, I just think everybody can do. Open your windows, Leon, and let all that nice fall fresh air in. Yes. Okay. That's a good one. Check. That's a good one. Uh, we, we are not having that fall fresh air yet, but when it comes, I'm going to do that. And here's the, here's the next one, which I think is kind of a good idea. Refresh the pictures on your fridge. Do you oh. have a system, did you have a system of, like, you, you know, putting out new pictures on your fridge once a year or in the fall? Do I, I think have that's a, a good one. Do I have a system? No. I don't <laughs> 
No. I don't have a system for that. But occasionally I do that. So I can systematize it now. I, I did hang up a new cartoon from The New Yorker this week. So that was oh, exciting. Okay. thought See, it was funny. All right. Well, I think everyone... Open your windows and let's decorate our fridges and we're ready for fall. How about that? Oh, Julie. I think that's good. Okay, some good tips. Good tips. Okay, I, I have one final thing, which is I need your advice on. Sure. This is quick. Okay. You know I walk a lot in my neighborhood because I now have this big dog and he needs a lot of walking. So one of my neighbors planted five five-foot holly bushes. Uh, you know, these are these were big bushes. Yeah. And you see, I'm saying past tense, big bushes, and they had some kind of sprinkling irrigation system. They were there for two weeks. And then I went out uh, last week, and they're gone. Leon, they are gone. Okay. The five bushes, huh. the sprinkler system, it's gone. Uh, so I don't know, is this a case of bush napping? Did right. someone steal these bushes? Um, or is it, a, do you think, here, my question to you is, do you think I can ask my neighbor, like, what happened to the bushes? They were here for a couple of weeks and they were gone. Or is that too nosy? Because if they were stolen, if they were bush napped, mm-hmm. I'd kind of like to know, mm-hmm. you know, to, you know, to, I don't know, protect my plants some more or be on the lookout. But if it's like a dispute or right. a disagreement or something, I don't want to get involved in that. What should I do? Yeah, I, you got to ask now because now a whole nation of podcast listeners wants to know what happened to these holly bushes. But you're right. You could be absolutely stepping into what well, we put in the bushes and then the neighbors brought out, you know, homeowners association rule number 2212, like no holly bushes out of season or something. You know what I mean? I, yeah, that happened it, to me it once. It could be a dispute. Yeah. It could be a disagreement yeah. that they, you know, I, it could be unpleasantness. Yes. And then I don't want to get into that. I know. But if it's bush napping. Right. People. <laughs> yeah. I want to know. Did, was the dirt violated in any way? Did you see it, any? It was, we, we studied the dirt. <laughs> it's a good, just a good follow up question. Okay. There. It looks like it was smoothed over, so huh. it wasn't. It wasn't a like a you know a snatch and grab right. kind of operation. Okay, but but it would have to be kind of a professional operation to steal five holly bushes and the irrigation system that went with it. Right, right. Well, now we all need to know. But you're right. Be cautious, because one time very similar situation on our street, which as you know is. Overly engaged in everything everyone does in terms of, you know, improvements to the house. And um, one neighbor just broke down in tears in front of me describing the driveway dispute with the other neighbor. I was not prepared for that. I was like, Uh hey, looks great. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, (laughs) let me tell you. And then she started sobbing because it had been so stressful. (laughs) Okay. See, I don't. I don't want to get into that. No. Okay. So okay. proceed with caution, but proceed because now we got to okay. know. Me. Okay. I'll, I'll be. We'll. We'll try to find out. Okay. All right. Coming up, we're going to talk to actress and performer Georgiana Marie about using improv in our everyday lives to spark creativity. And then after that, Julie, we have a list of fall books. We have been reading up a storm, so we have a special entertaining sisters that is devoted to fall books. We're going to take you through a bunch of books that we have loved and we want to recommend to you. But yeah, first, so get out your seasonal um, small appliance <laughs> and you can read one of these nice books, right? <laughs> what is 
that just a, like a pumpkin spice latte maker? Do those exist? A crock pot land? <laughs> oh, you know? I guess. I guess. Okay. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters, and we'd like to thank the following sponsors for supporting Satellite Sisters podcast. We really appreciate it. Liz, you know we love talking about FrameBridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting FrameBridge experience. Would I, you I like did. to share? Would you like I know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame-bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the frame-bridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and FrameBridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but FrameBridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> and that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge. We are so happy to welcome Georgina Marie to Satellite Sisters here, our studio on Sunset Boulevard, our temporary studio. This is exciting to have Julie, a real writer, performer, comedian, and author of the new book, Improv for Writers, just released from Penguin Putnam. Thank you, Georgina, for coming in. Thank you for having me. This is a treat. I okay. love it. Okay. You know, I'm confused, like, improv for writers, like... How does that work, basically? So it's the concepts of improv, which you may be familiar with some of them just from pop culture, like agreement or, you know, playfulness, those sorts of things. Um, but there's a lot of games and a whole structure that goes into improv to, to be able to have that freedom. Yeah. And I've been teaching and studying that and performing improv for many years. And one day it just sort of clicked that... Oh, okay. Um, there's something else that can be done with improv. I can improv improv. <laughs> and that's what I did to create this book. Um, I have a lot of friends, as a writer, I have a lot of friends who write and um, struggle with some really common things. And I, everybody I know who does improv, who turns to writing or who has done both for a long time, doesn't have those same struggles. And I sort oh. of, a light bulb went off for me about that. And I just thought they don't have to be there 
we can just look at it from a different angle, which is a lot of times what you're doing with improv. So I kind of translated mm-hmm. the games that have been in theater for hundreds of years and um, and been used to create performances and some of our favorite performances in film and TV. I just kind of took some of the some of the aspects of that, the rules, the games, and uh, give them over to writers to be able to use and have some freedom. So our audience here at Satellite Sisters, not all writers. So just people out there in the world trying to brainstorm ideas at work or figure out the next school fundraiser. So how can they use improv in their daily lives? Well, that's what I love about this is that it, it actually is this expansive philosophy that applies to so much of what we do to parenting it's it's these it's a simple set of rules <laughs> parenting well, yes yeah. that's an improvisation yes for like exactly. 18, 18 years yeah <laughs> yes exactly uh, i mean i i've i taught kids and teens especially teenagers and they respond really well to the rules of improv and um, kind of like some of the things about improv are based in mindfulness like if you're not present in the moment you're going to you're not going to be able to listen you're not going to be able to see and hear and respond from uh, so it, these these are really simple basic things that are actually the foundation of creativity in in theater and in improvisation so from even cooking we know in like when we when we kind of loosen up and we start throwing in some things that we think might work we surprise ourselves and we we get amazed by the culinary delight and it it translates of course musicians that that you know we're constantly hearing about like you know songs that just sort of pour out of you right but in order to have these sort of aha moments um i think it's re- it's really important to be in tune with yourself okay so one of the number one basic rules of improv is yes and yes okay that's we for those of us who aren't improvers we've seen it in yes. movies we've Why seen not? it here we so can you explain what that means and then how we can incorporate that into some of the other areas of our lives Absolutely. It's it's two parts. The yes is agreement and the and is adding to. So I I've split them up in my little list of rules as just starting with yes, agreeing to things. Because if we're not getting that first step, we're sort of, you know, missing the rest. Think of it like a, a conversation. You're at a party and you want right. to have and do a little networking or, you know, say hi to Aunt Barb. <laughs> If you if you want to just if you want to just agree, it's a great first step because, you know, instead of like somebody's like asking you a question or trying to talk to you and you're shut down, you're like, right. no, no, I don't. You know, or you're just sort of like there's a there's a bit of a wall. OK, the yes part is just an agreement of like being willing to be open, um, being willing to say yes to an opportunity, you know, be just these this sort of attitude of uh-huh okay okay and yeah. and and that's it that's just it's just like that that vibe and then the and part is to add something to it so if you're in the vibe of like yes then you know somebody comes up to you and you're just you just yeah they can feel how open you are they can see how open you are and you know but it's not quite enough to just be like yeah because that's just weird. <laughs> right. It's sort of creepy. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. I would walk away from someone like that. Exactly. Back, if Aunt Barb starts that, I'm not moving back. I'm just telling. Exactly. But on the other hand, if you go, Aunt Barb, those sequins really bring out your eyes. <laughs> You've added information, and we have somewhere to begin with. Aunt Barb can then say, ah, oh, this old thing, I just dragged it out of the ratty closet. And you're like, oh, ratty closet, that mean all the clothes are ratty, or you right. have rats in your closet? Aunt Barb, catch me up. Yeah. 
and you're sort of you're you're off and running in a conversation and um it's really important it's really important because we know in life how much easier it is to carry on a friendship with somebody who gives you a little bit of something that's true you know right. and and in improv we call it gifting so if somebody gives you information like um you know they add this detail like you're a you're a physicist and suddenly you have this you have somewhere to go standing on stage life is like that too if somebody just gives you a little something of whether it's a compliment or a question or they're cure you know that kind of curiosity and mm-hmm. you, you you add this information it it's just changes everything about how we do so um how we, how we live so like in parenting it's like you know you know, setting down rules, but also like giving the information of why these rules would be there. It's really important. Okay. So kids understand why there's this barrier to what they want. Oh, because I need to be safe. Oh, okay. Because, you know, because mom has this history of whatever and it's her thing, but all right, I'll, whatever, you know, so. Yeah. So, and it's positive. It's not yes, but it's yes. And exactly, exactly. You got it. Yeah. Well, one of the quick tips in your book and it's filled with really good tips. I mean, I'm a writer, we do this show, but we're always like brainstorming for various things and creativity. And your book is just filled with quick tips, which I enjoyed. Like I loved reading the breakdowns of the improv game because I I never really understood how those worked. But the quick tips really stood out to me. And one of your quick tips is that like fun is a really important factor in your life. And that's what yes and can lead to is fun. Even in a dreary work meeting, if you don't shut down, but you're like, oh, yes. And like maybe we could do X, Y and Z in the fourth quarter. Like that's a that that really kind of hit me that fun is a good thing to have in our lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yes, you might come up with a bunch of things that you don't need or right. use. That's brainstorming. I mean, you think like all these geniuses out there doing all their work, when they are brainstorming. And do you think we see all of it? No, they cherry pick what comes up when they've been saying yes. Well, that was the other quick tip I liked in your book, which is grounded in reality, that the best work is always grounded in reality. Because I always feel like I'm the one in conversations if I'm on a committee or something where I'm like, okay, that's a great idea, but are people really going to do that? Like, I know it sounds fun that everyone dresses, you know, like the abominable snowman, but is that practical in in Pasadena in July? So am I a downer? Am I a downer, Georgina? Or do you also need that dose of reality to bring out some of these creative ideas? Improvisation is really based in communication. And if we're off in crazy land, which is a fun place to visit, but I don't want to live there. (laughs) If we're like based in that, how are we going to communicate with people around us? They just start to write us off as like, you know, from our addresses, crazy crazy town, crazy land. Um, So it is really important to the logic is absolutely essential. I, I, there's a really fun game that I've been playing live on the book tour um, called Raise the Stakes. And it's super fun to see it performed live because everybody just sort of loses their mind. Right. But, but <laughs> uh, you know, just like yelling things that are like raising the stakes, like okay. getting getting progressively more intense. Like, so this is great for our story if we have trouble adding conflict or we just want to play this like fun game. Well, in in doing that, in kind of like building, I've found it's been really important to say, no, 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 okay, we 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 got this. Now, what would really happen? Okay, in this in this deli, like what would what's something that would really happen? Okay, because then we can sort of reset for a second and like, okay, we're we're being real, even if we're talking about something wild like the abominable snowman right. or aliens from outer space. Yeah, even if we're doing that, we can still like 
have this joyful, fun, wacky experience, but we can still connect to it because we're human after all and emotions and all of those different things. So it's important to be grounded. We're talking to Georgina Marie. Her new book is called Writing for Improv, and we got a great question on our Facebook group. So I wanted to ask you about this from Anne. Way to go, Anne. She said, I work as an independent educational consultant helping students with college search applications and the essays. And she said, I'm always looking for ways to pull story ideas out of my high school students. Do you do you feel like this book has exercises in there that Anne could use in this circumstance? Like, what would you recommend if you're looking to pull ideas out of high school students? Well, Anne, I, I think, <laughs> I think that the the rules and the philosophy are what are really applicable here. Going through and just there's some there's a game for a game or 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 one or more games for all of the different rules and the idea being here that we're doing a couple of things with the students we're freeing up their creativity we're we're freeing them up to be able to express themselves because what comes through you know you're you're thinking about the person receiving the college application and what they want to understand is who the student is so if the student can express themselves on paper if they can show who they are through an experience they've had, a desire they have, why they feel like they'd be a good student, all these things that are on the on the applications and, and through this, it's really important for the student to be able to understand themselves a bit and then get it out there on the page to share with people. So that's a lot of improv is communication and looking, looking inward and then taking that outside. So um, even just some of the simple tips about being present and then Inner wisdom is important, and I remember as a teenager tapping into that occasionally and that helping me stay on the path with colleges and with applications. So um, I think just some of the rules about being present and and connecting to you know who we are in that kind of guidance system, then they'll know they'll know what they what they want to say and and put down on that application. S- essays just aren't. They're not true or false. They're not right or wrong. They're an expression of of who we are at that time in our life. And I think teenagers really respond to improv. And a lot of people start improv in their teen years. I did. Mm-hmm. And it, because we're ready. We, we are like getting to know ourselves a bit. And we know that we need to prepare for like the next phase of our life. And improv is a great way to do that because there's just full expression. You start removing these barriers. And and also, you know, you feel like people might actually start taking you seriously and start listening to you. And so I think teens will, applying to schools, they'll take this seriously. They want a way to be able to express themselves. And then that's it's the same it's, as, it, plus it's like the least yeah. fun experience of your life. So anything you can do to inject some fun into it would be, I oh, think, yeah. just a help for everybody. Yeah, and even being willing to be a little irreverent. The guidance yes. counselors will yes. rein you in. Yeah, but like the exploration of the like adding all this and there have been so many times in my life where I've looked at the person, the director across from me, the people I'm collaborating with, and just been like, "Is it too much?" Like, did I go too far? <laughs> and that, because I'm often told that I do and I am. And but then there there have been these times where the person's like, no, do more of that. And that's the thing that gets, you know, that connects right. with people. It's now, crazy I can see how this would really I can see how this could really be useful tools for opening um, teenagers up. Yeah. You know, that, that, you know, that are on the defensive 
that feel like they have to write a certain way because that's what they think college admissions people want to read. So that, that that's you're absolutely right. You know, they're supposed to express their true self, and if this gets to that, it would that would be a real helpful tool. I think if they're doing that, they're going right, to wind up in the right program. That's true. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a really good way to say it. Yes. Yeah. My son started improv in high school, and he's done it all through college. And yeah, he's, you know, it's been great for him. I, I feel like exactly what you said. He had a lot more to say that he couldn't say to me, mm-hmm. but he can say it on stage. It's been great to see him open up that way. He it loves is, it. Yeah. It is therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah. No, he loves it. He loves it. All right. Julie, are you ready to try a little improv? Because I've asked... I, I don't know. Yes. And <laughs> it's my answer. <laughs> I predict we're going to be pretty mediocre at this. But okay, so Georgina, we are trying to come up with like a new slogan for Satellite Sisters in 2020. So we have some time. In the year 2020, it will be our 20th anniversary on the air, which is surprising to almost everyone who was there uh, at the beginning, Amazing. including us. But um, so we felt like 20 and 2020 seemed pretty basic. Like maybe we could do a little bit better than that. Uh-huh. So say like you came into our brainstorming session like right now. Julie and I were brainstorming for it. Can you take us through something that would get us to something better than 20 and 2020? I have I have an idea of something to play. Oh, God. But, but okay. before, yeah. Okay. Before we, I know, let it just, oh, oh wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's okay. really yeah. excited, yeah. I can yeah. tell. No, I'm nervous. I'm nervous, man. <laughs> like, that's good. It's good. She's... Nervous is the same uh, same thing in our body as excitement. So okay. you're you're also excited. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to say that. <laughs> uh, then I want to say one thing before we jump into yeah. um, giving this a go is um, one of the most important aspects of improv is no judgment. Okay. So this is a, this is a hard thing for uh, anybody, but especially adults, for us to do because uh-huh. we we are adults. We know how to read instructions. We expect to know things when we start. But if we can keep like kids' attitude, never seen this before, new to the world, kind of vibe with us, you know, um, just that feeling. It's really important. And the antidote to judgment is commitment. It's being it's being committed. There's a couple of things, but because for the for brevity, I I just want to say um, we're going to commit to playing this game and diving in and just seeing what happens. We know that not everything we use is going to. We, we don't know if anything useful is going to come. So what freedom is that? Like Ooh. we're just doing a thing. <laughs> okay. not, you know, we don't. This may or may not be attached to our business or, okay. or whatever. So the game is called Ad Agency. So we're going to just sort of pretend the way it works is when we play this on stage, we just take like a, a, a product that's never been um, sold before on the market. So like flubidibes. So who knows what flubidibes are? But the game would go like this. The first person to speak would be like, yes, and um, flubidibes are going to be uh, we're going to we're going to um, they're all brightly colored uh, pink. And, and then the next person says, yes. And the, the thing that people love about them is is how they uh, how they cook up so quickly. It's like we don't even know what flubidibes are, but we're you see how we're yeah. off and running and yes. we're building on it. But each yeah. person who speaks starts their sentence with the two words yes and, okay. and by the end we're building excitement and it can be as ridiculous as whatever. Now we're doing this a little differently because we're doing it on a slogan. Yeah, we're not we're not doing a made up product. We're okay. doing a very real, very cool like okay, you know, organization's slogan. Okay, so. Um, we're gonna. We're not gonna judge it in the. We're gonna just do this for like. I think we should set a timer for like. You know, 
two and a half minutes. Good. Oh, oh, plenty. Okay. Plenty. Or yes. two. You want to do two minutes? Two minutes. Two, two minutes. minutes. Okay. So we'll do two minutes, and we're all just going to start, you know, sharing and saying, yes. And it could be, or yes, and I was thinking, so um, the slow, the, 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 we want a new slogan for 20 years of doing this for 2020. Yes. Right? Yes. Good job. We're already on. Okay. <laughs> so, ready? Okay. Okay. Are, am I timing? Okay. Yeah. I can time. You're going to, okay. I'll time. I'll All time. Right, great. Um, are you starting? Who's starting? This is good. Do I start? Julie, you want to start? Julie, you, why don't you start? And um, she'll tell I, you when the timer's set. So I, don't be. Well, how about uh, 20 years of 20 things? <laughs> Great. Yes. And how about um, 20 dazzling, 20, 20, 20 interviews to dazzle you? Oh, yes. And 20 times we were completely wrong about the future. <laughs> yes, and 20 people will never forget. <laughs> yes, and 20 people we want to forget. Oh, I love that. Yes, and 20 people will never get. Never, ever get, even though we continue to ask them Melinda Gates, who's never, ever, apparently, ever coming on the show. 20 and people. Tw <laughs> and 20 of my deepest regrets, the things I said that I so deeply regret. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and 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 twenty twenty things that I wish that I could have changed, could have done, could have done a little different. All right, and twenty times uh, Sheila called the guests by the wrong name, <laughs> or, or referenced something that the guest was not actually associated with while talking to the guest. So that would be good. And twenty times I said no follow up questions. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and 20 new ways to look at the world. Uh, yes, and 22 wrinkles on our head. 20 new wrinkles on our head, on our faces, <laughs> and our eyes, and all the wrinkle and, products we promoted. <laughs> 20 years of so many Satellite Sister friends. Oh. Oh. Oh, now you're getting serious. That was sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and, 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 and 20, 20, 20 more to go. Okay, that is going to make me cry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, 20 reasons why I do it all over again. Yes. And 20 moments that uh, just meant the world to me. We're done. All right. Oh, hey, my gosh. Good job, you guys. Good job. I feel like we're on to something, Jewel. I, I do, Leanne. I, I know. Like I know. Thank you. This I, was fun. I think Liz is going to be proud of us. Our sister Liz, who's the big marketer, is not here today, but I feel like she can use this and make something yeah. of it. That was really fun. Cool. I like the timing aspect the of timing it. The timing is really important. Yeah. And it I is because it's the special. Yes, and, and I liked when you said just be open and no judgment, and and I liked all of it. Yeah. Yeah, I can really see how you could use this in a million ways. These exercises like this, super duper helpful. And it's even a primer if you want to go deeper and like even into the marketing and like how can we, how can how else can we let people know about this amazing show? Then this is a primer for that session yeah. where you do the same thing on that. And yeah. in two minutes, it's like I don't know how many we had, but there's it's over probably a dozen or more. And 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 we're primed to do even more. That is the thing. Yeah. Is that we're ready to go now. Right. We did in two minutes. We're just we're ready to like what's next? Yeah. You know? <laughs> we're open. We we just had a moment. 
Let's let's start a troupe. Actually, our sister-in-law like took up improv about four years ago in her small town of Bend, Oregon. She like jumped up on stage and does improv now. It's amazing to see sort of how it does open people up. Yeah. Well, thank you. That was fun. So what's next for you? So you're out on this book tour. Improv for Writers is the name of the book. And we'll have links at SatelliteSisters.com. But you also do a lot of audio books. You do, uh, car- do you do cartoons? Do yes, you do? Okay. Yes. So I'm writing on a, I'm writing on a couple of shows. Okay. And, um, I've been working on a really, a uh, couple of uh, fun Disney Junior shows and writing for Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse. And so that's been just, just amazing. And, uh, is it hard to write for Mickey Mouse? <laughs> I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. Most of my episodes have been for Minnie, and so okay. it's been really neat to Minnie and Daisy and have okay. a lot of fun with Daisy and, you know, they're this duo and friendship and all sorts of things. And, and I've got my own, my partner and I, we have our own kids' properties, and, like, I've got this character that we're doing a kid's book and have animation for. It's called The Bubba Chicken. <laughs> She's a grown woman sitting here doing this. It just it's disconcerting. It's disconcerting. Well, yes and to you. <laughs> well, Georgina, thank you so much. This has really been fun. I feel like we had a creative breakthrough here. So awesome. we really appreciate it. But I can see if you're if you're interested, the book is Improv for Writers. Georgina Marie is the author. Thank you so much for being on Satellite thank you. Sisters. This was fun. Thank you. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in in Bend for a part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what what I'm recommending. By the way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy-to-find high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz. Right. Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's <laughs> nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer plus Get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. All right. Now it's our our entertaining sisters, our fall book spectacular, yeah. Joel. Yeah. Well, why have we been reading so much? I've, I've been really enjoying reading. I think it's because I've finished my own book and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm just going to read for pleasure. And all, all yeah. of a sudden I realized at the end of September, I really racked up quite a few books in the last couple of weeks. How about you? What, what spurred <laughs> you on? 
I, uh, Leon, I don't know. I like to read. And when I travel, I always read a book, you know, it, it, to get to uh, get rid of the plane noise and everything like that. So I'd like to get involved that way. So, yeah, I've been busy doing that. OK, so we have a bunch of books that we're going to recommend. All these books will be listed on our website as well. Or if you're listening on your phone, you can just tap the info. It's all listed uh, right there on your phone. And we'll probably put a link to all the books uh, at the Facebook group as well. So if you're if you're walking the dog right now, or you're on the treadmill and you can't write these down, don't worry. There'll be plenty of time and place and spaces where you can find them. All right, Julie, I'm going to start with one of the big books of the fall. Anne Patchett is a wonderful oh. writer, you know, many people's favorite writers. Yes. And uh, her new book, The Dutch House, is out. Don't uh, tell me about this, Leanne. You know what? She's a beautiful writer, right? Her writing is so evocative. It just takes you to a time and a place. You literally get lost in her writing. And this book is no exception. First of all, it has a fantastic cover, which I know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but it's fantastic cover. <laughs> I think I think covers count, Leanne. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Um, but this is a book about a broken family and the two siblings, a brother and a sister pair, that kind of emerge from the wreckage and the story of their relationship over the decades. And she really writes a beautiful sister and brother relationship. I found it really relatable. You know, I mean, we have brothers, <laughs> we're sisters, people have siblings. That can be a really hard relationship to capture in print. And uh, she manages to do it in a way that's very real, uh, particularly because the rest of the family story is not easy to digest. But you see these two siblings that really support each other through their lives. And uh, it takes them from childhood all the way through adulthood. I, I loved it. Now, it is a novel of memory, which means a lot is set in the present day and a lot is set in memory. So some people yeah. don't like that, but I'm just warning you, it's a novel of memory. Why wouldn't you like that? Oh, you know, the back and forth? Yeah, people some people don't, like, don't that. like that. Some people like one continuous timeline or, you know, memory novels. They just don't. It, it's just a thing. So I'm just telling people that this is a novel of memory. So you can really sit and dig in. You learn a lot about the whole family and the history and everything because it is a novel of memory. So I really enjoyed it. Okay. And I highly recommend The Dutch House by Ann Patchett. Okay, the second book I want to recommend is sort of the almost the complete opposite of The Dutch House. It's called uh -huh. The Nobodies by Liza Palmer. Now, mm, Liza Palmer, uh, she's a former journalist. She wrote a very funny memoir a couple of years ago that was a best-selling book called Con Conversations with the Fat Girl. So, oh, I, I remember that book. Right. Yeah. Remember when that came out? Yeah. 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 And um, so in the meantime, what happened to her is that she had to go get a real job. You know, she couldn't make a living as a writing and was sort of a failed journalist. So she went, <laughs> she got a real job, like the lowest job on the totem pole at BuzzFeed. OK, so oh, wow. so imagine being like a best selling novelist in your mid 30s going to work with a bunch of 22 year olds who are now your bosses. And oh. so this is a fictionalized account of her real life experience, which is why she absolutely nails the details of working at one of these tech companies so perfectly. It is super funny. So this is just a fun page turner about a former journalist who goes to work at a tech company. Um, but her journalistic instincts kick in when she senses something is off behind the scenes. And uh, I just really, really enjoyed this book, The Nobodies by Liza Palmer.
Ooh, good one, Leanne. Well, I'm going to start off on my list with a blockbuster writer. That is Tracy Chevalier. You know, she is the author of the, you know, worldwide bestseller, A Girl with a Pearl Earring. Okay. And she happened to be in Dallas, Texas. Uh, I got to I got to hear her speak, Leanne, because oh. this this she was launching her new book, which is called A Single Thread. A single thread. Okay. And this is the story of Violet Speedwell. It's set in 1932. And she was what they used to refer to as a surplus woman, meaning this is post-World War I, uh, and she had lost both her brother and her fiancé. And, you know, she had to come to grips with the fact that she had really lost her family and she would never have a family of, of her own. And the whole, this whole, you know, Tracy Chevalier's books are beautiful historic fictions yes. with so much great detail in it. And in this, she meets a group of women who make embroidered kneeling cushions for the cathedral. It's set at the Winchester Cathedral. The, the author, Tracy Chevalier, said she's always wanted to write a book um, set in a cathedral. And mm. she looked at a bunch of different cathedrals and really picked... Um, with the Winchester Cathedral, because oh, lo and behold, it's where Jane Austen is buried. Did oh, you know? okay, okay. So this group of women—they're uh, in this beautiful old Gothic uh, cathedral, and they make all the needlepoint kneeling cushions and seat cushions in these incredibly vibrant colors. And uh, but it's a story about women. And um, but in the story. Um, our, our heroine, Violet Speedwell, also meets, meets a gentleman. He's one of the bell ringers at the cathedral. And uh, I just, this is, it's just, it's one of those totally um, immersive books, Leanne, that mm -hmm. you can just really get lost in the story. And there's so many great details. Tracy Chevalier said she had to take up needlepointing in order to write the book. Have you ever done that as an, no. as an author, Leanne? No. But she just felt like it was very important to really understand the process. Uh, she didn't show us any of her needlepointing, yeah. uh, but, uh, but, but just so she wanted to be able to write about it. I mean, um, I so get that. I, I'm just saying, like literally I'm out I, I I I love books about like tapestries and fascinated by that yeah. but I know I could not needlepoint so yeah. I I would need okay. to pick another story engine for my right. for a okay. novel okay. so don't so don't uh, don't write about that but okay. be sure to read this book a single thread by Tracy Chevalier okay uh, now, my second book also, okay, is because I also heard this author in Dallas, Texas, Catherine Center. And you may know her because she's a New York Times bestselling author of the book, How to Walk Away. I okay. think it was made into a movie with Josh Duhamel in it, perhaps, <laughs> but you need to look about it. So this is her new book. She is, uh, she is uh, uh, based out of Houston, um, and her new book is called Things You Save in a Fire. Is it so? Oh, okay. Ian, here's why you're going to like this oh. book. Okay, it's the story of a firefighter. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. One, Leon. It's the story of a female firefighter. Okay. How Got about it. that? Like it? Okay. It's the story of a Texas female <laughs> firefighter who has to move to Boston to help take care of her mother, who she has this estranged relationship with, and she gets reassigned to a tough old school Boston firehouse. Are you in? Oh, You're wow. In Sounds in? great. Yeah. And there's a rookie, handsome <laughs> firefighter. Okay. 
Okay, you got this. Okay, Okay. (laughs) you've got this. This book is just really enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Catherine Center, Things You Save in a Fire. All All right. That looks, and she has a beautiful website. I'm looking at her website now. Yeah. I'm I'm jealous of it. It's very nice. All right, Julie, I have a couple of more romances to follow up on. Oh, good, Um, good, good. Yeah, okay. So if you need a little light comic relief from... Life. Uh, I want to recommend We Met in December. It's by a Scottish author, Rosie Curtis. This is particularly for fans who love like Notting Hill or the new Mindy Kaling's version of Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh, yes. yes so please. if you or like the old version the or old the old version. version. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So but it's, uh, you know, set. it's a contemporary book about a group of just graduated from uni, you know, people in Notting Hill who can't really afford Notting Hill. So they're all there for various reasons. And, you know, they're British. So they they have smart, quippy dialogue and they drink a tremendous they, amount they on like Tuesday much. nights. Yeah. So much, so much alcohol. But I did enjoy it. It's a, It's an engaging romance that unfolds over the course of the year and it's called We Met in December and again if you're looking to fill your rom-com slot and then another one I want to recommend is just a straight up romance a Regency romance for romance writers this one's called Bringing Down the Duke because that's they're all named things like that by a new (laughs) author Evie Dunmore but this takes the Regency romance and it ramps it up with a little bit of history because it surrounds the women's suffrage movement (laughs) and I liked it I liked the little history it was a really right to vote okay so this is a bold bold women yeah really fun way to do a Regency romance. So uh, those are our fall reads. We have The Dutch House by Ann Patchett, The Nobodies by Liza Palmer, Tracy Chevalier, A Single Thread, Catherine Center, Things You Save in the Fire, We Met in December by Rosie Curtis, and Bringing Down the Duke by Evie Dunmore. Uh, Okay, that's a good list. We'll post this at the Facebook group, and you can tell us what you've been reading, what books you've been reading this fall. I just want to remind you that um, giveaways for my new novel that comes out in April, The Sweeney Sisters, will start pretty soon. So if you are not a member of Goodreads or or have not um, subscribed to Book Club Girls Newsletter, that would be a good thing to do right now if you're interested now put in a giveaway. that on your to-do list for the week. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, a couple of uh, housekeeping notes, as they say on other podcasts. We don't do a lot of housekeeping, but <laughs> we, here you go. Not in real life or on the podcast. <laughs> it's so We try to true. avoid housekeeping. So true. Um, TV recaps. Okay. Uh, many of you noticed that Poldark returned this week. Sort of a surprise on my DVR. I don't know. Somehow I had missed it, so I haven't had a chance to see this week's episode. We used to recap Poldark, Poldark and Handsome, but it just got too complicated with all the other stuff we had to do. So we encourage you to watch Poldark and comment on it on the face group. Yes, please, yeah. Put your comments up. Mm -hmm. And next week, uh, next Sunday, actually, Madam Secretary returns for its final shortened season. It's a Uh 10-episode arc where they fast forward two years and our girl Bess, Madam Secretary, is now Madam President, which I think is a great idea. Here's the problem. Julie and I both have a lot of personal commitments, and we are unable to execute the recap this year. So we're sorry because we have enjoyed doing that for five years, but uh, we just literally can't make it work this year. So we want to encourage people to continue to watch the show, and we'll try to, we're going to be watching too. We'll try to start a thread over there on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group to discuss it, but we just will not be able to produce podcasts because of some commitments that we had committed to when we thought the TV show would not be renewed. <laughs> Frankly. Right. Frankly. Surprise. 
Yeah. It was a surprise. It was a so surprise. We're, we're going to be watching. Yes. We'll be watching and, uh, and post your comments uh, at our Facebook group. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. This has been a fun show. Julie, Liz returns next week, so it'll be all we track and field. We talk as much because she'll be back. But I've enjoyed a little sister, and we'll be happy when she comes back. Too. <laughs> all right. We'd like to thank our guest, Georgiana Marie, author for uh, the author of Improv for Writers. All the information is at SatelliteSisters.com if you're interested in her or her book. Many thanks to our engineer, Sergio Enriquez, and the whole team at Wondery. We're still here at the Dub Room. Paul, we'd like to thank you. Fantastic water and, uh, and craft services here. We appreciate it. We'd like to thank our advertisers. And thanks to the Satellite Sisterhood for supporting the people that support us. All right, Jill, it's time for our to-do list. Uh, what's okay, on well, your to-do Leon, list? You can't believe this, but I am going to hear Ann Patchett this Sunday. Oh, you are? Um, that's, yes, it's part of my to-do list for the week. I'm going with some of my satellite sisters uh, here in Dallas. We're going to hear her speak. So okay. I'll, be, I'll report on that next week. Fantastic. I mean, what I've do listened... you have on your to-do list? So, Julie, I am back in business. I am the MC of another Ladies' Night Out. This okay. is a fundraiser for a charity in Pasadena, the Cancer Support Community of Pasadena, that I have done quite a few times in the last nine years since it's been in existence. I have been the MC, I've been the auctioneer. One year it was at a comedy club, and Sheila and I performed at the comedy club. Uh, I took last year off because I was writing a book, so I'm back as the MC. And okay. if you are looking for a th- fundraiser concept for your group, this works. It is hard to explain, but it's called Ladies' Night Out, and it is all women. It is 220 women will be there. That's, okay, that sounds fun right there. Right, you know? right. Fun, fun, fun. You, yes. you don't, if your significant other does not want to be dragged out on a Thursday night to a charity event, no problem. Just go with your girlfriends, and people get dressed up. There is a silent auction. There's a live auction. There's raffles. There's games. There's dinner. And then there is always dancing. And and the dance floor is 100% packed by 100% women. So uh, it's so fun this year. Excellent theme. I, I was in as soon as I heard the theme. The theme this year is Mamma Mia. So, oh, 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 oh yeah. Oh, that is going to be That's fun. Again. That's yeah. fun. So, so, what are you wearing, Liam, so for the Mamma Mia theme? I want to give you a little bit of credit, Julie, because when you did your fall fashion preview in July, yes. you suggested that I could pull off a jumpsuit. And uh-huh. I am trying another risky jumpsuit at this event. A couple of years ago, I wore a jumpsuit to this event, but it was a kind of a cheap one and it was hard to unbutton in the back. And there were porta potties because we were at a private home. And let's just say I had a panic attack in the porta potty trying to get the jumpsuit off. So I couldn't do that again. Okay. I had so to. How's the zipper on, on, the, on the new jumpsuit? I've actually right? tested it out several times since I ordered okay. it. I've tested getting it in and out. We'll be at a hotel this time. So I I've, mean, you could. You must have a construction site going on in your neighborhood. You could just uh, practice in a porta potty. Yeah, on, yeah. On the street. I think yeah. I'm going to be good. I'm wearing. It's a silver jumpsuit. Is what I'm wearing. So Whoa, it's. Lillian. Okay, it's you're a, bringing it. It's okay. yeah, it's got a touch of sparkle. It's not a silver lame, but a touch of sparkle. It's a nod to the theme, but I'm not going full bore costume. But that's okay. it. But I'm happy to support this organization, uh, Ladies Night Out, the Cancer Support Community of Pasadena. That's what I'll be doing Thursday night. So you know, here I go again. Uh, <laughs> get it? <laughs> I got it, Liam. Okay. I got it. <laughs> 
All right, Julie, it's been good talking to you today. You made it through. The your yes, electricity okay. lasted. We still have the power. Woo. We it's the power of the sisterhood. Okay. I'm sure I don't have any trees left outside, but I have power. All right. Thanks to all the Satellite Sisters. We appreciate you listening, sharing, rating, and reviewing our Satellite Sisters podcast. You mean the world to us. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. <laughs>